You're listening to the Property Nomads podcast, your one-stop shop for property, business, and travel-related content, tying it all together to help guide you towards success. If you like the podcast, please share with others, subscribe, and leave us a review. So get your gear together and let's get going. Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. And today we start a new sort of series as such. Uh, delighted to be joined by Mark Wolf, uh, sorry, Mark Champ, sorry, of Wolf Financial, uh, the award winning brokerage as of a few weeks ago, uh, winning an award uh, in the bridging commercial sector for 2021. So Mark has a wealth of knowledge. And what we are going to start doing is uh, every month we're going to have a look at the um, say financial markets as such having a look at you know mortgages what's going on mark's going to keep us updated with with things and and how that can benefit yourself as an investor myself and as an investor as well we would strongly encourage feedback on this again we're trying this it's going to at least go on i would say for a year We'll see how it goes. Your feedback is always highly appreciative. Uh, the Property Nomads podcast or Wharf Financial. Let us know what you think of this. I'll stop waffling and introduce Mark, Mark Champ. Thank you very much for joining and, uh, me today. Thanks for having me. You know, it's a pleasure to be on and hopefully um, we can add some value to the, the podcast and answer the questions that, that need to be answered. Yeah, a- absolutely. And what we're going to do today is have a quick look at where things stand financially speaking but also you are uh, contributing to our new book property faq so there's going to be a, a very good section in there with well frequently asked questions that you get uh, from a brokerage point of view and we'll aim to tackle some of them today as well so people have got an audio as well as written so again thank you in advance for contributing to uh, that book should be out at some point at the start of 2022 but before we get into all that, uh, tell us a little bit more about being an award-winning brokerage. Well, congratulations. And um, yeah, t- tell us a little bit more. How did it feel to receive uh, that uh, award? Well, it was, it was a surprise, really. We um, we knew we'd been nominated uh, for the award and um uh some of our uh, some of the lenders were the ones who who nominated us which was which was really nice to um to to have because you know it's it's those guys are we're we're representing our customers in front of those guys so the reason you need a broker is to get your deal done at the end of the day that's the the, the most important thing so to have the people who are making the decisions actually vote for you and say you know you, you've done a good job was was really nice to to hear and um hopefully it means that that we have represented our customers in the right way um also a lot of effort went into wharf starting it up um because as the the listeners may or may not know we started march 2020 just as the pandemic hit uh lockdown was our first event and um, it, it was a bit of a, a strange time for everybody, but we were we were able to form Wharf. And what I find is the good advisors rise to the, the top in the times of um, discomfort. And hopefully that's what we were able to do. We, we've put together a team of strong advisors who are very experienced and know the market inside out and have seen recessions before they've seen different things happen and everything's cyclical it, it comes and goes 
Uh, so being able to advise our customers in this time was was really important to us. And hopefully we've made our customers more wealthy, even in a, a more difficult period in history. Uh, evidently so, again, because that's the reason, you know, you've got that award. So congratulations for that. And it's always good to have that expert advice, especially when we're, um, I was going to use too many S's there and, you know, going through rough seas at the moment, um, economically speaking. In terms of finance, then, let's, again, what we're going to try and do uh, when we get to the meat in the bones, we're going to sort of have that structure of looking at where we are financially and economically uh, from a mortgage point of view as well, and then probably do a couple of FAQs each month per se. So again, that's sort of the rough format we're going. So at at the time of recording, um, hate to date stamp it, but this is for November, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, isn't there? Our finance has never been cheaper. There's a lot going on. There's possibly rates might increase in, in due course. What, what murmurings, what have you heard uh, in the background? Well, I think the rates going up is something that has been reported. Um, we're going to see that very soon, uh, whether that happens or not. Um, but inflation's the the key to to all of this is you know it's up um four percent sort of region and the interest rates need to uh there's a mechanism to control the inflation um so whether it happens or it doesn't happen uh, it's um it's a it's a bit of a guess and it's one for the the mpc to to work out whether it's the best thing to do or not um but we also need to have a look at the investing in property and the the inflation because when you invest in property, you get a return on your money. Hopefully, it's a, a profit. But you also have to think about inflation in there and tax and all these sorts of things. And there's some people that come to me with projects, um, development or refurb projects, and you see a minimal profit in there. And you know this project's going to take 12 months to deliver. But you think they're going to make, I don't know, they put something like 5% on the, the table. But then they don't take into account they probably have to get this money out of this deal at some point and are going to incur tax. Incur tax. Inflation's happening all the time and it's at a high rate. So, you know, you need to be careful when, when you're getting into property, you need to be doing it at the right time and picking your deals really well. So I think what it suggests at the moment is if interest rates do go up, that's going to be another pressure on borrowers and investors. So, you need to really think about how you're investing and is property the right vehicle to be investing in at this point in time. And there are going to be ways of doing it, but you need to do your homework. You need to research the areas. You need to research um, what the profit margin is, what contingencies you need to put in there. So I would say whether interest rates do go up or not, I think the fundamentals of making the investment still need to be adhered to you really need to be careful and make sure you know what you're getting into and doing it correctly with the right advice along the way start with the end in mind is crucial crucial advice it's advice that we hear quite a lot as well and the reason for that is well there is a reason for that is it's very useful and know what your exit is you know and then it'll help people like yourself help to give customers the best decisions. And I would say you have to think long-term. You need to think about where you want to get to. So, you know, I have my plan of where I want to get to in, you know, 10 years, 15 years' time, and that's to have created 
a the best brokerage in the UK, and it, me to have other investments, whether it be within property, um, you know, ISAs, pensions, whatever it may be. But you need to have, like you said, the the end in mind right from the start. So you need to know where you want to get to and create a path. And property can be one of those ways of doing it, and it is a very good way of doing it if you do it correctly. But it is an investment. It is one of the only leveraged investments you can make, which gives it a big bonus. You can, in essence, work with higher numbers than you would be able to normally because you can get uh, a multiple of your your actual capital stack. So it's it's a real good way of doing it but you do need to be careful and remember where you're trying to get in the long run in terms of where we stand then i'm just trying to sort of put my head into people that listen to the podcast you might get some people like ourselves that are predominantly bread and butter buy to let you know that that's the, the core of the business you know limited company in, in terms of rates and lenders what, what are you seeing at the moment are things becoming given that the last couple of years has been a bit skew shall we say are you, are you finding that things market-wise becoming a lot easier or are lenders starting to clamp down slightly? Are they showing fear? What, what vibes are you getting your end? So rates have come down, um, you know, throughout the, the last two years. Firstly, the bridging rates have come down. You, you can get money a lot cheaper than you could do the start of two years ago. And the same happens with um, the specialist buy-to-let lenders, especially the fintech. Uh, type of lender, so your, your likes of Lambay, Lend Invest, that, those types of lenders, and rates were around for the specialist buy to lets around three percent, somewhere around there, <coughs> and they're competing with each other. They're trying to get market share, um, and it's helping the customer. There's there's new products being brought out. There's been extra uh, products in holiday lets come out recently. Um, there's one of the lenders that's doing a variable it's a tracker product that has no ERCs, which is 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 great. So we're seeing a lot of people a lot of interest in that. Uh, and there's the uh, emergence of green mortgages or in the specialist space. So you can um, these these lenders are offering uh, incentives if there's uh, a particular green element to the the transaction. So. Um, it's, it's something that's come out very recently, but people are bearing that in mind as well now. So um, just another angle as well. Can you just go into that? Just as news to me, having green element, green elements. Can you just go give it a couple of examples if you can? Yeah. So if um, you, you you have your EPC rating, and the the EPC rating is uh, invariably how environmentally friendly a, a building is, and if that is at such a level, I can't remember what the the uh, the letter is um, that you need it to be. The the rate is slightly different to what your uh, normal specialist buy to let would be. There's only a couple of lenders that are doing this, but it's um, it's something to bear in mind. Uh, everybody wants to be green uh, or be at least be seen as being green, um, but some of the lenders have actually made it a little bit more advantageous for borrowers. And it's, it's interesting actually. I got a call from a wealth manager. It must have been about 12 months ago. Uh, and he had a colleague in Luxembourg who dealt in the, the wealth management space. And he he said, have I heard or done anything with green mortgages? And I was like, well, 
no, we've not really done anything there. And he said, oh, well, we're, we're doing a lot of research into it because we think soon they're going to start drip feeding in. And lo and behold, 12 months later, the uh, specialist market has, uh, has started to see them. So um, a little tip off I had 12 months ago there. I'm just trying to just trying to get my head around this. So I, funnily enough, I do what well, I am qualified also to do energy performance certificates. I've got a bit of I've got a bit of know how uh, about them. So let's just say I go around to I go around to a property, uh, do an EPC. Let's just say it comes out an E. So you got A's the very best, G's the very worst. Uh, if you need to, if you're going to be renting, with a couple of exceptions, you know E or above, that's where you need to be. But there's always recommendations on an EPC. So it might say, I don't know, improve the glazing or solar panels or cavity wall insulation or external wall insulation. So just trying to get my head around this. Are you telling me that with these green mortgages that there might be a financial contribution or incentive if you wanted to improve your property? Have I got the right end of the stick there? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking at one now. you know, as, as we speak. And if you've got an EPC rating of C, so uh, ABC, your rate would be, I'm just having a look at this core product, at 75% to get fixed, 2.94, as opposed to, let's have a look what it would have been normally. Uh, bear with me one second. It'd be slightly higher than that. I'm just looking at where it is. There you go. Two. What did I just say? 2.94. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's slightly higher. It's about uh, 0.01 higher as a core product. So it's, you know, you've got, it's a little saving. It's not massive, but it is a little saving. And it encourages you to, you to do the right thing. And when you're con- converting a property, um, I know we've spoken about commercial conversions, um, It's it, it can be a benefit. And I think that the benefit's only going to grow as time goes on, as the government has to hit their um, carbon neutral targets and, and all that, uh, especially as you know, it's in the news at the moment, you see, um, the the conference that's going on that's all they're discussing really and it's um, it's only going to get more um, poignant so yeah these these lenders are bringing it in and it is going to save you a little bit of money yeah lot, lots of stuff going on. I guess from you know most I'm not speaking on behalf of sort of every single investor because that's daft um, I know that there's you can always uh, when you're trying to make improvements like for example solid wall insulation that is quite an expensive thing to do so all i would say is people that are buying the older school properties you know we do sometimes you know a lot of our properties uh you know in that 1900 to 1929 bracket there's there's always incentives out there's always funding somewhere so ideally chat with your local council chat with uh, green green suppliers um there's always stuff out there basically so it's uh, not what you know it's who you know to an extent Mark, I'm not going to sit here and ask you for sort of predictions because again, the whole point is we'll have you on every month and we'll, we'll sort of have a we'll sort of have a, a good chat. But is, is there anything else that you've seen recently in the mortgage market that you think that investors need to be made aware of? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. I 
I'm trying to think of something else that I've seen. I'm just uh, having a look at the, the news today because we, we do a weekly um, newsletter with all the news that, that happens uh, each week. And obviously your subscribers are welcome to, to email me if they, they would like to and get a copy of that. And uh, a lot of our customers really enjoy that. It's, um, um, it just keeps them up to date with what's happening in the specialist market. So um, that's something that, that we can offer. But um, what else are we seeing? I, I suppose the number of lenders uh, a few years ago, we were seeing a lot, well, probably a few months ago, we were seeing a lot more bridging lenders coming to the market. I think that slowed down a little bit. I would say it's you, we're not seeing as many new lenders come in. At one point, we were seeing a new lender every you know month coming to the market and saying, come and do business with us. But then they were offering, it was usually from the same funding line as well. So they were getting their money from the same people as people who were already in the market getting money from. And that's how, you know, we could do it quicker, we could do it better. But I, I find there's certain uh, bridging lenders in the market who have performed really well through this um, period of instability and they're the ones that we advise our customers to 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 use um so i think it, it, yeah the stability of not having so many new entrants has come into the market i think that's something that's uh important um i think it, it the market bridging markets found its feet a little bit in the core providers and who are the better ones and who you know who aren't the such a good ones so um i think that's something to to have a, a think about um going forward who you choose um i think that's that's about it for the moment okay what wonderful and before we get into a couple of faqs I, I, i've had a look for the budget uh, to be fair the chancellor got all the all the uh, and i do this with my bunny is for the podcast listeners all the negative news out of the way months ago to be fair um, you know, nothing that surprises me, a bit of tax going up, NI going up. I mean, you know, I know people are grumbling, but it is what it is. But if you're smart enough, property-wise, then um, you'll be able to offset that uh, or offset things somehow if you use the right people. Uh, point being, I completely forgot the point I was going to make, which, oh no, I've got back in my head. So the point was, uh, from a financial point of view or from a property point of view, I personally didn't see anything in there that, concerned me at all um it was quite mundane to be honest uh, did you pick up anything your end that you think people need to know about no so to be honest no we we get a lot of economic commentary um we, we're friends with a lot of accountants so we get their their commentary through and it tells us what we should be looking out for and things that that's highlighted from a tax perspective or you know things that are going to make people better off or worse off and there was nothing to be really alarmed about um, I think the government at the moment, they are very much concentrating on um, the, the COVID problem um, and they, they're going to have to pay for it in the long run because they've put so much um, stimulus back into the market. You think about the, um, what's it called? I can't even remember the word, the uh, employment where... What was it? Furlough. Furlough scheme. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, uh, so much money into the furlough scheme. And we've seen the um, the, the Sibyl scheme and the RLS scheme that has um, uh, replaced it. And the Sibyl scheme has, has come to an end and it's almost done a, 
a full cycle now where people are having to refinance their Sibyl's loans and they need to find the, the right um, mortgage to go on to. And I think as these start to um, come to majority, the, the Sibyl's part of the loan, it's important that they get the right advice at that time. It, it really is because if they if they don't, their costs are going to go up massively because if you think with the, the Sibyl's loan, there was no fees. It was interest-free for 12 months. So that's quite a big jump. Um, it's going to impact trading business more, but that does obviously have a, a knock-on effect into the property world because trading businesses often trade from a premises and if those trading businesses go under, commercial property suffers. But then there's going to be opportunities for other people to buy. So, um, you know, it swings and roundabouts all the time. Yeah, so it's exactly what we say in terms of opportunity. You know, that's sort of, um, you know, spoiler alert for people that listen to the summary I do at the end of the year and at the start of, of next year. It's just everything screams opportunity to me at, at the moment for various reasons. But listen out for those episodes, basically. That's a very good summary of where we stand at the moment. So as, as mentioned at the start, you're contributing to the Property FAQs book as well. And I imagine you get a plethora of questions that um, from customers, you know, customers at different stages of their, their property. I say journey, I hate using that word, but it's the only word I can think of at the moment of, of people's properties journeys. So well, we'll tackle a couple of FAQs. I mean, I've got, I've got a list of questions here that I would think that I would ask a broker, but rather than me dictate to you, um, please do give, give, give a couple of common questions that you get and then, you know, your answers, if, if that's okay. Okay. Um, I suppose that the first one is, well, I actually, I've just written an article for the NACFB, which is the National Association of Commercial Finance Brokers. Um, they're the, the trade body that, that looks after brokers and uh, represents us. Um, I, I wrote an article about, in essence, why somebody should use a broker. Is it worth using a broker? And is it, do we justify the fees that we charge? And it's a, it's a question I get probably from the lesser experienced investors. The more experienced investors don't have, well, they they fully welcome the use of a broker and paying fees because they're getting, getting value for money. Uh, I've given a couple of examples previously about uh, customers we've saved a, a hell of a lot of money for, and without us, they wouldn't have done that, and our fees were a mere drop in the ocean. But that's one of the, the main question I get asked is, why should we use a broker? And I always describe a broker as the hub in the middle of the wheel. And we have lots of spokes that come off for us. Come off us. We, uh, we're, we're talking to a, a customer, a new customer for us who do commercial conversion. And they are professional people. Um, they are new into property. But, you know, they're, they're intelligent people. They know what they're doing. But without us and our direction, they, I don't think, would be as far along in their project. I think introducing them to solicitors, to the accountants, to the wealth manager, and make, getting them in the right mindset of, like we were saying before, where they want to be, not just with this transaction, but in the long term, 
So there's no point, well, there is a point, but um, is more of a point coming to us and wanting a long-term relationship because we can, if you think about that wheel, we can help make that wheel turn forward. And if we're in touch with the solicitors, the accountants, the wealth manager, whoever it may be, we can help them turn their wheel forward into any way it needs to go. And even though we are property um, brokers, we do have an understanding of the finance world. And that's because we network. That's because we we have our ear to the ground and we do our own research and we work out, you know, is it is it worth investing in property? Is it not worth investing in property? Whatever. Is it worth investing in something else? Is, you know, cryptocurrency is the thing that everybody talks about now. Is that a good thing to invest in or is it not? Customers ask me these questions. They they say, well, you know, we, we're going to get a 6% yield on our commercial asset we are going to get maybe a 5 to 10% growth in in our investment maybe something like that you know that that totals you know 11 to 16% cryptocurrency it just went up 40% last week should i be invested in that and it's then going back to that question right your will where where do you want that to go are you looking for a profit next week or are you looking for a long-term sustainable profit and what are you going to do with those profits are you going to create a limited company that you can stick a pension on that you can invest tax-free into that pension and then use that to build up your pot and invest that pension in whatever it else may be um, and then we bring a wealth manager in to talk about that for them and so it's not just getting a property buying it and renting it out it is that bigger picture it's creating something for them that is what they want in the future so most people and you know i I may be wrong they want to be secure and they they want to live a better life than they're living today that's usually the aim some people want to be ultra wealthy and property will get you there if you do make the right investments and you're sensible but you need to think long term. You are not going to be ultra wealthy tomorrow by investing in property because the, the returns you get, as I've just said, commercial, which is the hot topic at the moment, everybody wants to invest in commercial. You're probably, you know, if, if you're just investing in a commercial property, you may get, say, 16% in a year, just as an estimate. If you're doing a commercial commercial conversion, what's your profit usually on that 20% something like that then you're going to get your 6% yield then you're going to get your your 10% capital growth something like that maybe who knows so in 2 years that may add up to say 30% something along those lines so there is a profit in there but that profit is probably going to be in a limited company and you drawing that money out of that limited company causes a tax implication so you need to think about the bigger picture and that's where we bring in other professionals to help our customers and hopefully that gives them a a rounded view and gets that wheel their vehicle to to move to where they want it to get to in the long term so it's really important that customers 
when they come to us, we ask them, where, where, what, what do you want to do? Where do you want to get to? Because it's not, you're not just doing this one property, probably, to get your, I don't know, whatever your, the spread is on a buy to let, rental income, £700, mortgage, £400. So that's £300 a month minus tax, whatever and voids and all that sort of stuff. So you're earning yourself £100 a month. That's not why people are doing it, I presume. They want wealth, and wealth needs to be a holistic approach, not just, in my opinion, a property transaction. And that's where I think we're different to other brokers. Start with the end in mind. Uh, you know, I think we've said this already in, in, in this episode, I couldn't agree more, that it's... That, that approach is key. And as you've said, that's where a very good broker is going to be able to sit down with with their customer, their clients, and be able to help advise on that. Or if necessary, as you say, you know, you've got those various spokes coming out of every direction. You know, you'll be able to place people or put people in the right direction. So, again, sound sound advice uh, in terms of – I was smiling when you said crypto. I think there's a book uh, up. Just underneath there, uh, the Bitcoin standard, which um, if people are interested in crypto or Bitcoin, go and read that book. I'd recommend that. I enjoy reading that book. Uh, my knowledge has sort of increased a lot. Can I, can I suggest a book as well? Um, yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a book, uh, How to Own the World, um, that's very good. Um, I haven't actually got a copy on my. I know it's good. I'm looking for a copy. I've been listening to it on Audible, so I won't, won't find a copy there. Um, but it's it's really good, and it, it talks about these things about investments and thinking about your, your long term plan and where you want to get to. Um, and I, I've just started another one called The Naked Trader. I think it's edition five. So that, that's also I've only just started that, um, but. You know, I'm constantly trying to educate myself um, and try to get a, you know, a, a, an edge on other brokers because it's competitive out there. You can go to go. What what I see a lot is people go on Facebook and say, "Can anybody recommend a mortgage broker?" And, and then there's about fifty mortgage brokers that either recommend themselves or somebody else who, you know, they they know um, says, "Yeah, they're really good." I, 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 I try not to respond on the actual feed. What I do, uh, and I may be right or wrong, it's just what I think, is I send them a direct message saying, let's have a chat and let's see if we're the right fit for you. Um, and invariably, people take that up and we talk to them about the long-term plan. And um, hopefully no other brokers are listening to this to get all my tactics. but. Um, it's the long-term plan that's really important to, to investment in any field. And also, you just mentioned about being yourself. We, I also invest in property myself. Um, and at the moment, I've stripped a house back to brick and it's being developed. Um, and it, it works really, really well because I can see the problems that are going on for customers because they go on for me as well. You know, it's just about getting the right solution. Luckily, my wife's very uh, hands-on and she unbelievable at managing the, the project. But I, I can see everything that's happening as well. Uh, and it, so it gives me an insight into what's happening. Um, and I can add, you know, real experience, life experience to 
my customers when they're asking the questions they they can see i know what i'm talking about because i'm actually doing it myself as well oh yeah always crucial from a professional point of view totally agree with that I would guess I would say rather than just sort of sit here and rabbit on, I think that's a very thorough question. So again, you've gone through a question that you get asked a lot. And again, you know, that's going to be in writing. That's going to be part of the book as well. And that'll come out in 2022. So watch this space. Uh, Mark, I would say um, Andrew Craig, by the way, is the author of that How to Own the World. Uh, if people are wondering who authors that. So Andrew Craig, How to Own the World. We should probably do a book recommendation every month. I'm thinking so we'll leave that as a recommendation for that because self-improvement um personal development is is incredibly important but mark thank you for that uh, as i said at the start of the episode uh to you listener watch this space we're going to be doing this every month uh a sort of deep dive into what's going on economically um answering faqs and, and having a, a general chit chat uh, about what's going on in the world of property so mark thank you for your time uh, looking forward to december's episode and adding even more value i would say that the wharf financial newsletter i get it every friday it's fantastic really really good stuff in there but people want to get hold of you contact you yes um there's a there's a lot of ways um they can either call me and uh, the uh, phone numbers on the website um our website www.wolffinancial.co.uk it's a brand new website that we've launched um it's got some new blogs on there press releases um case studies of what we've done so uh, if they they want to go on there um they can do that we also host uh, some events um we host a monthly property networking event and it's not your normal networking event um for uh, you know like the ones for uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say the names, but Progressive and PIN and PEN and all that sort of thing. It's not that type of networking event. It's a it's a net property networking event for professionals. So we host that in the city. Um, and we're really lucky because the guy who owns the bar is actually a property investor himself. So he really likes us coming down. And it's, it's not, we don't see many property investors there, but what we do see is solicitors, accountants, wealth managers. Um, we see brokers. So I, I don't have another uh, any problem with other brokers coming along. I welcome them along. We see a lot of the lenders. So I would say if people want to come to that, then get in touch with me because it, if you if you just want to meet people who work in the sector, you can do. They're they, they're going to be there. So we've heard, that's the last Thursday of every month in the centre of London, free of charge. Um, we just have a, a part of a really nice bar. Um, and that's usually, the like I said, the, the fourth Thursday of every month. We also host a, a golf event, which, uh, again, is for property professionals. That's monthly. Um, and we are starting an economic breakfast with a London-based solicitor where we're going to have an economist uh, or an investment manager, I'm not sure which one it'll be yet, uh, who's going to speak on a monthly basis um, and more than welcome for, for people to come down and listen. Um, but it's all designed to add value. Um, so people can go on the website, get my contact details, send me an email, send, call me. You know, I, I don't mind people calling me at all. 
Um, we're also all over social media. You'll see our uh, weekly newsletter on there. You'll see uh, when the um, index reports are published, we put them on there, budgets on there, um, anything we were thinking of that we think is a benefit to our customers. Um, we're going to be at some of the property exhibitions as well soon. Um, there's a really, really good one that I like called J-Trade. Um, it's uh, probably one that the listeners haven't heard of because they would have heard, probably heard of the Finance Professionals show. They would have heard of Property Investor Show at Excel. But J-Trade is a uh, Jewish um, property exhibition at Excel. Um, you don't need to be Jewish to go. I'm not, I'm not Jewish, um, but I, I, a lot of my customers are from the uh, the Jewish community, and um, it's going to be around six thousand people. Start of it's actually Monday the eighth and Tuesday the ninth of November. So I would really recommend going down there for that really good property exhibition in Excel. Uh, fantastic stuff and of course this you know not that we date stamp it but this does come out on the 8th of november so if you've got a spare day today or tomorrow pop down and crack on and, and um, get networking mark thank you very very much uh, as usual we will put all the links and so forth in the show notes and just repeat myself saying the same thing every single month every time of course uh, mark is on uh, every time you're on mark the same links and whatnot will be in the show notes and they'll be in under the um, youtube video as well what well, wonderful stuff really appreciate that and, and again as we said we rally the feedback on this um war financial property nomads podcast going to crack this out for years see what happens i'm sure it's going to be you know fantastic the point is to add as much value to yourself as humanly possible so mark thank you very much for taking uh, the time out of your day and uh, catch you next month excellent thanks for having me